Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, the th- what? It is a light in the sky to me. Hello and welcome to Ear Seduction. I'm your host, Paul Schilling. This episode is a follow-up episode to a previous episode where I lament the mental breakdown of one of my dearest and closest friends. In this episode, I talk further about uh, one of the last phases that my friend went through uh, before we stopped being friends, although the final phase was QAnon for him. Um, and in this very brief episode, it's just me sort of commiserating with another friend who knows the situation. And I just want to say that, you know, if you're out there and you've lost uh, a friend to Alex Jones or the QAnon cult or you know Trumpism which is synonymous with you know white supremacy and fascism and racism and xenophobia you know it it can it doesn't have to be these are all synonyms you know the religious right fundamentalist Christianity uh, anti-evolution these are all roughly the same group and if they're not exactly the same group then they have a lot of things that are intertwined and in common. If you've lost somebody to this one of these groups, uh, you have a friend in this show. Um, I have lost uh, more than one person, but one person, the person I'm talking about in this episode specifically, and it was especially traumatic and difficult. And it caused a very serious amount of trouble and, uh, you know, personal anguish to go through this process with him where he literally fell apart mentally and emotionally over the course of five years right in front of me. And I had a front row seat because every week we went to his house for our guys night. Um, you know, I can't tell you or I can tell you and I hopefully will tell you more as uh, the seasons progress how traumatic and difficult this was. I want to get out a lot of the uh, beliefs that he had and where they come from and why he had them and his inability to control them. And his eventual mental collapse. Um, anyway, you have a friend in the show. And if you want to comment or in some other way contact me, I encourage you to do that. I am going to open up more lines of communication after I publish this. This is just my first push. Um, but I hope at least, at the very least with this episode, you can find something to laugh at. I know my friend that I'm talking to is laughing, uh, so I hope you laugh too. And uh, But I don't want you to lose sight of this is more somber than anything else. So let's listen in. And now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome my co-host, Mr. Monocane himself, Minnesota's own, the Midwest misanthrope. Well, speaking of people that talk shit, should we move on to the post-apocalyptic <laughs> civilization of reality? <laughs> well, 
well said. I like it. Is this? Is, would you say this is the evolution? Sorry. Uh, how'd you frame that again? The post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Crystallization of reality. Yeah. This is this is definitely like at least four generations deep. Of- yeah. Well, I don't know. I I don't know what generation we're in. I know that we just we went through the apocalypse though. We went through a complete and total utter psychological and mental breakdown. Right. Um. <laughs> you know, we're we're. <laughs> thought that the world was going to end and that he was in the front seat with all the information he needed to get through it. So did it, did it, did it happen or and we just, we don't know that it's happened already or is that what the apocalypse? Like, no, no, he, it didn't happen. And that's why happen. he can't, that's why we're, that's why he's abandoned some right. of, not all of his nonsense. Okay. So he's still holding on to some of the apocalypse or his apocalypse is gone. Like, did he have I don't know. Thing? That's, I don't know. I know that he's holding on to some some of his mindset like he's some of his former beliefs have not been thrown out as they should be he's held on to them and even mentioned that to us that well not everything I used to believe I haven't abandoned everything I used to believe yes Which is saddening because it's all worth throwing away. Right, right. All right. What, what, uh, what's going on? So I know you and I discussed this briefly, but so we went from Alex Jones. Right. And just the complete and total gullible, like as gullible as somebody can be, that's how gullible was. To the point where he buys, quote unquote, nutraceuticals, nutraceuticals from the Alex Jones InfoWars podcast and gives them to me for whatever it was, my birthday or Christmas or whatever. And I read the, it's called Alpha Brain or something like that, and it's supposed to boost your brain function, which oh, I don't know if that te- if that describes the problem or exacerbates it or is going to help with it. I don't know. On it. Joe Rogan's on it. They, uh, they produce the uh, Alpha Brain. Okay, so it's not that. It's something else. Neutral Nutraceuticals, yeah. It's and it's not on it, it's not the same brand. InfoWars has their own brand. So it's not I'm sorry, it's not Alpha Brain, it's whatever their brand is called. Okay. okay. It's it's like that though. It's supposed to be just like that. I love it. Yeah. Well, and I have a problem with Joe Rogan selling that crap too, because none of it is tested, at least not to the FDA standard. But either way. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible for something like that to help people. I just until the science is in Definitively, I'm just not going to spend my money, you know. But anyway, so gets me this shit for whatever it was my birthday, I think, and I just threw it away. I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not even going to take one of them. This is stupid. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like I might as well be drinking snake oil. Nope. All right. So he moved on, at least in theory, and only partially. He still hasn't decided to go to therapy, or at least I haven't heard anything about him going to therapy. Supposedly was going to insist that he go to therapy, but she's not a follow. She doesn't follow through with things. How do you hear about this? Oh, I, I'm people who know people. She was talking about it with other people, right. and right. I heard it from them. And then right. I encouraged to go to therapy right away. I was like, dude, this is this is your chance. This is it. You know, you need to get in and get your head straight. Got to figure out why you did all this and what was going on with you. And I mean, this is a perfect reason to go to therapy. All my crybaby bullshit about not being able to meet the right girl was a waste of my therapy dollars. So he has decided now that numerology is his new thing. And he tells, he te- we're in the back of his RV. We're in his RV. We're hanging out in his garage, just being stupid. Hanging out in the RV. Drinking and smoking and having a good time. And he's like, dude, tell me your birthday. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he's like, cuz, dude, I got this new numerology thing. And I 
was like, numerology is bullshit. I was like, what are you going to tell me about the world or me or anything using my birthday? And he was like, oh, no, this is different. <laughs> and I was like, there is no numerology that's different, dude. It's all bullshit. And he, like, gave me kind of his little baby eyes, you know, his little puppy eyes. Like, oh, but I, but I want it to be true, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was telling you about this, right? Like, I just... I look at him like an infant now. Like, the way he's behaving is just like... But I want it to be true. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, but it's not. Okay? And you're gonna have to just be okay with that. <laughs> you know? It's like talking to... Did you give him? Did you give me birthday math? I did. I gave him my birthday, and he started doing all this stupid math, right. which isn't even math. And I told him it wasn't math, and he was like, "What are you talking about, man? I'm I'm adding it up right now." And I was like, "Dude, you just did it wrong. I'm, I'm watching you add it up, and you fucked it up. And I'm not only that; it's not even math. This is. I was like, math describes the world. Okay, math is is a is a. A symbolic description of the world we see around us. This doesn't describe anything, so it's not math. And second of all, you showed me how to do it a half hour ago, and then you've been fucking limping through it for the last 20 minutes, trying to figure out what, what my birthday actually means, and I'm the one correcting your shitty, quote-unquote, math. So I was like, this isn't fucking math. And he's just like, alright. And I was like, so what's the point? Okay, you're gonna... He, he wrote this yin-yang on a piece of paper. And one dot's a three, and the middle line's a six, and one dot's a nine. And I was a six. And I was like, right. so what does that mean? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, then why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> and he was like, all right, well... Ugh. See, it deal, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, so I'm gonna get it wrong. But he he essentially just barfed out a whole bunch of word salad. He was like, uh, "Well, you see, it's the duality of the totality of like your personality as it pertains to like everybody around you." So, like, have you ever heard of the secret? Like, he started talking like that, and I was like, "The duality of the totality of everything that is around me." Why don't you just say you don't fucking know? Because that's what those words mean. You don't. That that makes no sense. What you just said, I was like the duality of the. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like laughing into his hand. You know, it sounds. It's fun to say though. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. My duality of my totality. Yeah, that's right. And I was just like, just stop trying to fucking bullshit me, dude. I'm not stupid, and I didn't just meet you yesterday. I know when you're full of shit, and I'm looking at you, and you're full of shit, and you're just talking shit, and I don't know why. Why are you just talking shit? Why don't you just say? I don't fucking know and this is stupid and then he started to kind of laugh about it and he leaned back and he was like man and he, he had like this moment and I, I might be putting some words into his mouth but he had this moment where he was just like god I just can't figure it all out like I just can't get to what it all means you know what I mean and it prompted me to to ask him like what answer are you like what question are you trying to answer you yeah. know yeah. yeah and then I think sort of came into the conversation at that point and started sort of redirecting it a little bit or, you know, he was talking about it, but it was slightly different or whatever. And we sort of got off topic. But I want to say that he said something about like, well, what does it all mean? Or why are we here? Or something like that. It was one of those types of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I can't remember how it all went because at this time we were pretty drunk and, you know, it was just sort of getting out of hand. Yeah, yeah. And I want to have the conversation with him again. But I, I think I remember saying something along the lines of like, I think you're asking the wrong question. 
you know, there's no why. It's like saying, why did that tornado kill my neighbor? Yeah, yeah. There's no why. You just are. Now you have to figure out what it is you want to do with your life, you know? And he just, he doesn't like that. And he even admitted, he's like, yeah, dude, I, I, I believe a conspiracy theory just because I'm uncomfortable with not knowing the answer. And both and I jumped all over him and were like, dude, you have to just be okay with saying you don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just have to be all right with that. Like that just has to be a stance that you're totally comfortable with. Yeah. So that's what's new. Doesn't seem like it's going to last that long. I don't know, dude. It's already been two and a half, three years or something like that. Four years now. I think like four. It started when was like right when he was becoming a, when he was born, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's been like four years, dude. It's not going away and he hasn't made any progress. He went from, you know, hiding guns and water in his basement to Alex Jones to flat earth to fucking numerology. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. No, I just, I just mean the, the numerology. That that face in the last two months, you know. I don't know. I hope not. Oh, yeah. I hope he wakes up out of his dogmatic slumber. Yeah. To steal a line from David Hume. He, he's definitely going through the um. He's going through the selection of options. Maybe that was Kant. Well, anyway. Yeah, dude, he's going through the Rolodex of stupid ideas and just picking cards at random. He is. And then, like, trying to fucking convince me. It's like, dude, what are you fucking out of your mind? Like, that, to me, that's the that's the craziest part. It's not that he thinks numerology is real. It's that he thinks I might think numerology is real. Yeah. Like, what is it about me that makes you think that I'm going to think numerology is real? <laughs> like, what the fuck is... Have you not learned anything in the last four years? The guys, the guys, you know, he seems, you know, he's personality-wise, he's just, you know, he's an artist at heart, you know. If that's synonymous with him being stupid, then I agree with you. But because whatever that means, it's it's it, it must mean that he's the kind of person that would run full speed into a brick wall, pass out for however long, wake up, and then do it again, and then pass out, and then wake up, and then do it again. I mean, try to convince me that this shit is real is essentially the same thing. So if by artist you mean stupid, then then yeah, I'm on the same page. I was thinking more of uh, abstract thinker. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree. <laughs> Into the, uh, I think you're being too nice. Yeah. If by abstract thinker you mean trying to impose something that isn't real onto reality, which is essentially crazy, then sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, man. It's not an abstract thinker in the sense of like <laughs> actual beneficial abstract thought. Active imagination. Yeah, or stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I mean, you know, paint your reality into pictures and see if you can fucking sell them, but don't try to peddle the actual reality itself. He's painting with his brush of life as he walks through it. We're all we're all part of this masterpiece, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's really sad. Like, it's... I've been sad before with... You know? Oh, dude. And it is. It's sad. It's it's pathetic. And it's sad. And it's... <laughs> it's like watching somebody shit themselves. Or like watching somebody puke all over themselves <laughs> over and over and over again. And not seeming to want to buy a new shirt. You know? It's like not recognizing what's happening. <laughs> and what needs to happen to resolve the situation. <laughs> You know? Full circle. Yeah, when you puke on yourself, you buy new clothes. <laughs> especially if you do it while you're in a fucking clothing store. 
Like, how much fucking dumber... You buy a couple of different sets of new clothes because you might puke all over yourself again because apparently you're that fucking stupid. You can't even make it out the door. No, but you can't even make it just turning your head over to the side of your body and not puking on your body. Oh, just a cup of hands. Jesus. Just turn your fucking head... Over the side of the chair and don't puke all over yourself. It's not that fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> you just see this fucking old lady <sighs> with her offering. <laughs> uh, it was so disgusting, dude. <laughs> so disgusting. Well, that's uh, it's a perfect analogy or metaphor to. Barbara. I mean, the guy just can't stop puking all over himself. Yeah. And he refuses to change his clothes. And it's just like, ugh, dude. And when he does change his clothes, he pukes all over him again. <laughs> he wants his onions. I guess. Fucking oh, man. Idiot. Okay, so there was our conversation about my friend. Um, there are some things to take into account. And if you're listening and you think that uh, I'm being a little harsh on my friend, I want you to understand a couple of things. So, why did I call him stupid? Well, let me give you an example of just how this all sort of plays out. Um, At New Year's, uh, we all got together and this friend of mine who has completely lost his mind to the QAnon cult. Um, before all of that, it was flat earth and lizard people and we never landed on the moon and all these other things. And at New Year's, he came to us and said that he thought that there was a nuclear bomb that was going to go off at the airport, at the international airport. Now, granted, we're very near the airport at our location. Their neighborhood isn't that far from the airport. So when I say stupid, what I mean is that he is somebody that... Will that believes that there's a nuclear bomb going off quite close to his current location. And instead of driving in any direction other than towards the airport at top speed and evacuating the city, he is at a New Year's Eve party where he's now attempting to convince us that there's a nuclear bomb at the airport. I mean, the the level of ridiculous nonsense that these folks come up with shows no limit. There is no end. Now, if you further consider that, um, you know, he also very recently demonstrated at the Capitol. Now, he wasn't at the U.S. Capitol. He wasn't one of those people. But he was doing a similar demonstration at the Capitol in Denver. For people that don't think that this is that big of a deal, kind of like the the Midwest misanthrope, you know, he's like, well, huh? He's a, you know, creative thinker or whatever. He's an abstract thinker. And I I have a lot of other people that don't think that, for instance, flat earthers are anything to worry about. Well, it's, it's the exact same problem that the people at the Capitol have. They just believe whatever they're told. Imagine for a minute being one of the people that believes what Trump is tweeting and saying on the news and what Fox News is saying. Imagine being one of those people and just believing that, for instance, the election was stolen and that you need to go to the Capitol and protest the transfer of power. It it demonstrates to me, and my friend demonstrated to me during our friendship, during this part of our friendship, that there is an element of stupidity, for sure. But there's also just an element of fear and ignorance. And ignorance isn't the same thing as being stupid. Although I will say that the less ignorant you are, the more you know about the world, the more you appear to be smart. You may not be IQ smarter, like you may not be able to solve the weird puzzles on the IQ test. But if you know 
know, for instance, that evolution is true and you know some of the basic functionality of it, you're smarter than a person that doesn't. If you know something about Big Bang cosmology, then you're smarter than somebody who doesn't, at least in the in the definition I'm using. So my point was, is if you think that this isn't dangerous, if you think it's just something to laugh about, if you think it's just, uh, ah, well, you know, I'm sure nothing will happen. It's just numerology, right? These are all the same mental mistake. These are all the same logical error. They're all the same. They all engage in the same make-believe and uh, faith. They all engage in these, these elements of the mind that reliably lead to horrible decisions where real people can be hurt. You know, uh, I don't know exactly what happened at the Denver Capitol, but real people can get hurt in these situations. And my friend now votes based on these ridiculous lies. And he, you know, talks to his child based on these lies and he has conversations with his in-laws based on these lies. This stuff is spreading like wildfire and for people to think that it's harmless really need to wake up and understand that there are significant percentages of people out there that will just do anything they're told if it's said by somebody that they believe is feasibly credible. And and really the bar isn't very high. <laughs> I remember when Trump was first putting his hat into the ring of all the Republicans that were running for president. And I remember thinking, because I hadn't seen anything of him, I'd never watched any of his shows. I'd only seen, you know, I'd, I had only read part of his book, you know, and I, I hadn't really had any experience of him. I, I I just didn't know anything about him, really, other than that he was Trump. You know, there's Trump Tower and you just, you know, the word, you know, the name. And I knew, you know, what he looked like and everything, but I didn't, I had never really heard him talk out loud. I had never paid attention to the birther stuff. I was kind of unplugged back then when it was when that when that kind of politics was going on. After the Bush administration, I kind of took a nap. Or at the very least, I didn't see that much about about Trump. I saw other stuff, other racism. So, when Trump came to the national stage, I was I was like, you know, he's a democrat. He's like a Clinton-esque democrat. Like what's the what's going to be the problem? And I just sort of assumed he had a lot of liberal views. Uh, and then I saw the first debate and I heard him speak. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. And, you know, I had a lot of hope though for like Jeb Bush and um, Kasich and some some people that had a little bit clearly more intellect and more self-reflection, had spent a little bit more time actually wrestling with ideas. And it became very clear to me very early on in his uh, candidacy that we were going to be in some big trouble if he got elected. And when I started hearing my friend from this clip, when I started hearing him talk about Trump, then I knew we were totally fucked. I didn't, I can't, you know, I can't say that I knew Trump was going to win, but I suspected he would based on what I was seeing in my friend and based on the numbers I was seeing in relation to these conspiracy theories. So something like 14 million people in the United States believe in literal reptilian creatures that control our brains. They have a base inside of the moon because the moon is hollow. And there are, they have representatives that live underground and control our minds with ESP or some other such mind control, I, whatever, so with some other such form of mind Mind control. That's true. 14 million. That's an insane number. And it dawned on me during this process that, sure, there's a mass exodus out of religion at this point. Christianity has dropped in as a percentage of the population. There are a lot of people that identify themselves as none. 
But that doesn't mean they're any smarter. And that doesn't mean that their views are any different. Now, my friend didn't become a fundamentalist Christian until just a couple years ago. He always had terrible ideas about religion, but he didn't really become your Fox News fundy until he started watching Fox News and thinking about Trump all the time. And until QAnon. And then he started doubting evolution. He started doubting all these other things. And really, this is why I say his mind just decayed away into nothing. I mean, can you imagine? Can you just imagine for a minute the kind of depravity you have to put yourself through in your mind to be a flat earther? And my friend was a flat earther and still is as far as I know. I have a a whole couple episodes in season two. It's three or four episodes just for flat earthers because I interviewed a whole bunch of them and I talked about them and I talked with them um, and I got into the whole culture uh, to understand it, partly because of my friend and then partly because it was sort of a weird phenomenon that was going around. But imagine the depravity it takes. If you talk to somebody that understands anything about cosmology and specifically about stars and how stars form and then the process that they go through to create planets, you say you say things like giant orbs of gas where the gravity has compressed them to such a degree that they heat up and ignite into a nuclear reaction where the nuclear reaction is pushing out while the gravity compresses in and that's why it creates a sphere. And you can go on and on very eloquently about what happens to those stars and how planets are born out of the debris of supernovas and so on and so on. Listen to the, listen to the rich language, supernovas. Beautiful. One of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life is that we're all made of stardust. How wonderful. Now listen to what a flat earther told me. I said, I asked him, I said, so what are the stars then? And he said, they're, we don't know. They're just lights in the sky. Listen to how, listen to how depraved the language is. Supernova sounds um, just, it's amazing. It's grandiose. It inspires awe. Lights in the sky, right? <laughs> like when you go from recognizing the reality of stars down to lights in the sky. You're basically devolving into a caveman or cave person. <laughs> lights in the sky. Four syllables, right? Supernova. Four syllables, <laughs> right? Tell me which is the richer of the language. Now, I'm not against, uh, you know, basal language. Like, I have sex just like everybody else. I don't, I don't recite poetry while I'm having sex. You know, I, I revert to basal language. But when we're describing the heavens based on all that we have gathered from centuries of collecting scientific data. Lights in the sky. That's what those are. Uh-huh. Jesus, there isn't any hope for somebody like that. And that's really how I felt about my friend. You know, my friend went from being a really happy-go-lucky, friendly person, somebody I could confide in and and get in and get, you know, guidance from, somebody that I looked to for a unique perspective and for his ability to interact with people, his his ability to be social and to be almost instantly liked by everybody he met was one of his strongest personality traits, especially growing up, but well into his 30s. And then this happened. He started thinking, he started getting sucked into the cult of the right-wing fundamentalist, QAnon, um, you know, Flat Earth, all, all of this, all, QAnon, Flat Earth, um, the anti-Semitism, the, the, the control of the economy by the Jews and blah, 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 right? All that is right-wing fundamentalist Christianity. They're just different sects. If, if, you, if you take apart what's happening on the right and you apply this information that the baseline belief system is all in fundamentalist Christianity,
Christianity. While not all of the folks, let's say in flat earth, are fundamentalist Christians, the leaders, the people spinning the ignorance, the people spinning the web of ignorance are all fundamentalist Christians. QAnon. While not all people that believe in the QAnon conspiracy are fundamentalist Christians, the heads of the of the the sects, the heads of these little factions, they're all fundamentalist Christian. Fundamentalism and Christianity are working as a giant machine to try and make us stupid. That is its goal. And that is what it has been very successful at doing. That's probably good for now. Um, I don't want to get too off topic. But you can see that I'm passionate and that I'm very sad that my friend was lost to all this. Uh, Stay tuned and thank you for listening to Ear Seduction. Ear Seduction